Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Everybody out there, Brett Amron here. Jeff Bast. We wanted to come to you with this webcast to try to address some of the questions that small businesses may be having out there and attorneys that may be representing small businesses that are struggling right now. And we know there's a lot of you and there's a lot of information that's being flushed into the market about what options may be available to you to the extent that you are struggling and not operating or operating at a reduced capacity. We're sending out a lot of information as well. But we thought come to you and just sort of send this out there and do a quick rundown of some of the options that may be available to you. When people hear the word bankruptcy, they think shutting down the business. Jeff, are there other options that may be out there other than just shutting down your business if bankruptcy is an option? Right. So first, bankruptcy doesn't mean shutting down. Bankruptcy can mean a lot of different things. Liquidation, which would be shutting down and liquidating the assets and turning that using the proceeds to pay creditors. But it also can mean, and it commonly means, restructuring or reorganization of a business's operations cleaning up a balance sheet and allowing a business to continue to operate. But even before we get to the bankruptcy conversation, we always like to look at bankruptcy, and that is formal bankruptcy filing. We like to look at it as an option of last resort. So from our perspective, if we can keep our clients out of court, out of bankruptcy court, or really any other court for that matter, we will try to do that first. And the way we do that is what we call a workout. A workout is essentially a negotiation with creditors. And in this climate, particularly, creditors are, I wouldn't say across the board, but they're generally more receptive to negotiations because they have an understanding of this very unique and global situation that has, for many businesses, cut off all of their entire revenue sources. And so, you know, our recommendation is for businesses to start there, start with conversations, start with communications with their creditors attempt to negotiate a resolution, something that can allow this business to survive in some form or fashion. Because what's important for debtors, companies that owe money to understand is not only do their creditors view them as debtors, so somebody that owes them money, but they're also customers. If you owe money to a bank, you're that bank's customer too. So they don't want to not only lose their money, but also lose their customers. Let me jump in for a second. And so is it better to, if I'm a business owner, And I sit back and I say, look, I haven't had the revenue to pay bills or I've been picking those bills that I should be paying versus those I'm not going to pay. And nobody's called me. So I'm just going to wait until the creditors really start calling and sending letters. I mean, is that really the right approach? Yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) I think many will adopt that approach. And I can certainly see the appeal in that approach. We typically will recommend the opposite, that you be proactive, that you communicate with your creditors. Those problems are not just going to go away. Eventually, they're going to come back and it's going to be a bigger problem than maybe it was originally. So our recommendation is to communicate with the creditors, be proactive, let them know you have a plan, let them know you intend to pay. Hopefully, you have a plan. That, that doesn't always work. And so when that doesn't work, then we looked and you can't build a consensus and can't reach an agreement with your creditors. Then we do look to some of the other more formal alternatives. So what are those, right? Everyone always thinks you file bankruptcy and you liquidate, right? I mean, that's a chapter seven and that's just going out of business, handing your keys over to a trustee and you're done. But recently, and this is really what we want to talk about, right? There's a new law that came into effect fortuitously in February February 19th. 
Yeah. The Small Business Reorganization Act, or the Subchapter right. 5, as some people call it, which caters to small businesses and allows them to move through, and I'll just talk generally about it, but allows them to move through a Chapter 11 a reorganization a little more effectively and efficiently to allow a small business to do that. And originally, the debt under that, the debt limit was $2.5 million, meaning businesses with any debt, $2.5 million or below, would qualify. Right. But tell us a little more detail about that, and then what's happened since. So just to add to that last comment, it was this is a new act. So chapter 11 is reorganization. This is the system where businesses and individuals, but businesses can reorganize their financials in a manner that allows the company to continue operating. And the theory is that all of us are better off with businesses surviving. The creditors are better off taking a little bit less, maybe over a longer period of time. Employees are better off. The business stays intact. Employees, products, whoever buys these products or services, society is better with business surviving. And so that process has always been around. We've seen high profile cases like American Airlines has been through Chapter 11, just by way of example, but it's a very costly process. And in February of this year, February 19th, to be exact, the Small Business Reorganization Act came on the statute. And so what happened with the CARES Act now is the CARES Act. Now that we're under the COVID quarantine, as part of the stimulus package, the debt limit that you mentioned, $2.5 million, has been expanded to $7.5 million. That's going to cover a lot of businesses. And I'm not sure that a lot of businesses know that that's a tool that's out there, but it is going to make Chapter 11 bankruptcy reorganization for struggling businesses much more affordable and much more effective. And I don't think this is really the day to go into all the details of it, but a couple of the highlights are, one, there's not a creditor's committee. So in a lot of big bankruptcy cases, the creditor's committee can be appointed and that committee gets to retain counsel and they're paid for by the company. So it can be very costly. There's a much more streamlined plan process. And perhaps the most important tool is the absence of what we call the absolute priority rule. And I don't want to get into the legalities of it, but absolute priority rule generally requires the owners of a company to chip in money to basically buy their company through the Chapter 11 process. Well, that rule is now gone with the Small Business Reorganization Act. And so the equity, the owners of the companies can continue through the Small Business Reorganization Act to own their business, even though the creditors ahead of them are not going to get paid in full. And so in this act, a small business can take all their liabilities and bundle them up and formulate a plan to pay them over a five-year period from the disposable income. So how much is the money is the business generating? Less how much is it costing to run the business? And the disposable income that's left over would be paid to creditors over five years. But the equity continues to own it. They continue to control their business. And they emerge from bankruptcy with a clean balance sheet. We think it's going to be really a tremendous tool. Unfortunately, it came on at the end of February. And then we had the quarantine you know, a few weeks later. So we really haven't seen a lot of it in play. But our firm is geared up and we're ready to roll. And I think it's going to be a tool that we're using on a regular basis. So a couple things on that, right? And number one, the CARES Act has extended that limit for one year right now. Although right. I imagine that maybe they'll need to extend it further. And that $7.5 million limit wasn't by accident. That was the actual limit that the proponents of the SBRA wanted the debt limit to be when they were trying to get it passed, and it didn't right. get through. So 
They've now gotten that, but right now under CARES Act, it's only for a year. Imagine they may extend, but maybe not. What some businesses right now must be thinking is, well, this all sounds great, but yeah, I've got to have revenue. And until I'm open, how can I come up with a plan? And normally, right, when we're in chapter 11, you focus on the finances, right? And having to deal with getting funding or how are you going to fund a chapter 11 plan? But today, it's not just funding a chapter 11 plan. It's coming up with the logistics of that plan, right? How am I going to operate? Right. You know, and How that's, do you project out what your yeah, five-year income yeah. is going to look like? That's going to be a challenge, and I think only time is going to tell. Well, and it's dependent upon the geographic location where people are, where businesses are, as well as the industry that they're in, right? And you say five years, and yeah, I mean, that's what typical plans are, especially under SBRA, but, or three to five, whatever that is. But right now, it's six months. What's the next six months look like? And I think this will give people, to the extent they need to file businesses, a respite to come in to kind of figure things out in a more orderly and efficient fashion. Well, to the extent that they unfortunately, have. they can't. SBRA has some stricter time limits on yep. it, which I think are designed to help debtors move them quickly. So the ability to file a case and just park it is going to be limited. But that's something we're just going to address on a case-by-case basis. I think what's important is that there's a tool out there that small businesses should know that they have options, that they are available, they can consult with us or people like us. Right. They should do that on an earlier basis and know that you know, it's not just about your business is going to fail and shut down. There are options out there. There are tools. And we think that they are going to make help save a lot of businesses. Agreed. Good luck, everybody. For more information on this show and other resources, visit FastAmron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at FastAmron.com.